Welcome back, folks. Uh, it's Sarcasm Speaks. It's Jared and Bob. Uh, here we are. Here we are for you. Um, where Bob's here, if you're on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, here for the duration. Yeah, you can see him now. Um, not calling not, in on the phone. Yeah, like not, a radio yelling, show. not yelling into the phone. Yeah. Well, no, so I was, I, was, I was on Zoom, but <clears throat> I was holding the phone like a pizza. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> if I if I went video, it would have just been the roof of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like looking up my nose. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we we did okay. Uh we made we made the best of it. Yep. Um speaking of making the best of it, um I saw this on Twitter the other day, and naturally I was delighted. Um so Obviously, right, we have been dealing with record inflation uh, in the country The everyone. My final thought, actually, after you hung up, um, so I know you didn't you didn't get to hear it, but it was um, um, Bloomberg magazine, like the economics place. Yeah, they projected a 100 percent chance of a recession uh, by October of 2023. And as of last month. They projected a 65% chance of recession in October of 2023. So in one month, their prediction had gone from 65% to 100%. Um, so also, it's been bullshit, right? Because the government just decided to change the definition of a recession. We talked about that on a previous episode that they're like, yeah, no, it's not a recession because it's not what we say it is. But yeah, I was say. So is this def? So this one hundred percent chance of recession is that on the new definition or the old definition? I would believe it's from the new definition because otherwise we would be in one already. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we'll be in one next year. It's it's like no, we're in one now. <clears throat> so unless they continue to change the definition, which is is potential, right? Well, if you so, want to play, if you always want to come out on top, you should just continue to change. The definition. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, obviously, especially if you have the power to. Um, so that being said, with the whole recession thing, um, the federal government actually did something for the people, right? So they, so, but, but let me, let me say the whole say thing. That's, that seems untrustworthy. And then, and then I'll tell you why it's amazing. So the federal government actually came out and said that they were going to raise tax brackets by 7%. So they were increasing tax brackets, right? So let me break that down for anyone that's like, what the fuck does that mean? So basically, I'm, I know what the tax bracket, I don't know the exact numbers because it's like $10,762 is, is the 10% bracket or whatever it is. But let's use plain round numbers here. So 10, let's say as of last week, $10,000 was the 10% bracket $20,000 was the 15% bracket, $30,000 was the 22% bracket, and $40,000 is, is 24% and up. Those are not the numbers, but that's what we're going to use here for this argument's sake. So by raising the tax bracket 7%, what they actually did was now, instead of your first $10,000 being taxed at the 10% rate, it's now... Uh, what ten thousand seven hundred dollars 
will be taxed at 10%. And then instead of that $20,000, you know, from from $10,701 to $20,000, it will now be um, 1.07, it would now be $21,400. So effectively what they're doing is helping the people, right? They're, they're raising the, the, the tax bracket so that you pay less in taxes on your money. So I think we might've done this before on the show, but just as a quick breakdown, because no one, most people don't really know how taxes work, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but you, we have a, a progressive tax system. So whatever, we have different tax brackets, right? So if you make $50,000 a year, I think you fall into the 22% tax bracket. I think the 24% kicks in at like 60 or something, whatever. Again, we're making up numbers here, but you don't pay 22% of $50,000. You fall into the 22% tax bracket, but you pay the amount of tax per each bracket that you fill up. So again, that first bracket that's 10,000 whatever dollars is 10%, you pay 10% of that. So it's basically like if you make $50,000, you're guaranteed to pay at least a certain amount of taxes, right? Because you you fulfilled the whole 10% bracket, the whole 15% bracket, and potentially all of the 22% bracket. So when you have the deductions and things like that, that's where it comes in. We don't have to get into crazy tax law here, but a lot of people are like, oh, I'm I'm in the 22% tax bracket, so I pay 22% of all of my income to the federal government. That's not true. That's that you're you're an idiot or you're just misinformed. Um, both potentially both. Those are not mutually exclusive. Um, so this is a good thing, right? This is good. This helps us. This actually helps the people. Now, the part that's amazing is because I saw this on Twitter. And I think it was breaking nine one one, the account that I follow on Twitter. Uh, they're pretty good about like you just tweeting news and stuff. Um, they announced this, and they said that the federal government has raised income tax brackets by seven percent. Now, remember what I just said about people being idiots um, and misinformed. The comments on this were. Fucking hilarious because people were ripping. How dare they raise taxes when we can't pay our bills? And then it was like federal government, or no, it's it's the population. We can't pay our bills. Uh, federal government. Okay, I'll take more taxes from you. And like everyone was was ripping. And then occasionally you would find someone who replied to the comment and be like, "You're a moron." <laughs> or like, that's not how taxes work. Or clearly you should go read a little bit more about taxes before you comment. So like occasionally there were those like zingers that were in there, but like 80% of the comments on that were like, fuck the government. Like they don't give a fuck about us, like all this stuff. And it's like, I mean, this is hilarious, right? From an entertainment value, I was very entertained reading these comments, but also mildly alarmed at how fucking retarded people are just in general. Well, at the same time too, the government, you know, isn't here to help you anyway. They typically, so. yeah, typically they fuck us, but 
I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see like what's the what's the trade off, right? Like the inflation's they... gonna be higher than seven percent. It's easy. I can already tell you that. Well, yeah, yeah, because the the CPI, the cost something index, um, has been have been holding steady at like eight and a half percent. Yeah. So, but then the other thing too is a lot of people have been talking about um, raises. So it basically negates any raise that you've gotten in the last year. So nothing has changed. So the only way this benefits you is if you're, you have not gotten a raise, right? Because if you're, if you got a raise, you're making more money. So for them to just raise the tax brackets by 7%, like, well, now you're effectively going to end up paying relatively the same amount in taxes because the 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 bracket increase has followed your raise, right? So, but if you haven't gotten a raise in the last year, and there's plenty of people out there, this actually does help. You will pay less in taxes, but it's just another one of those things that's like, you guys like you guys really do a bad job. Like whoever the PR department is for this, like you should be running with this. You should be like, we just, there should be like a breakdown. Like we just saved you money, not we're raising the tax bracket by 7%. Because people don't understand what that means. Even, even saying the words we've raised the tax bracket by 7%. Yeah. What they should have said was we've lowered taxes by 7%. Right. And then if anyone's like, Hmm. How? Yeah. Oh, well, we increased the tax bracket threshold. Right. Right. Because if if someone's gonna if someone's gonna ask a follow up, they'll probably at least understand the tax bracket threshold. Exactly. But, to but then just again, sit it's not it's like, not we've like you know what you you can't win though because people don't understand taxes, and <clears throat> if you say we've we've lowered taxes by seven percent. So if you make the same amount, literally the exact same amount of dollars from one year to the next, you see a 7% less in tax liability. But if you make more money, pay more in tax, the whole thing. Right. Math, math, math's hard for Yeah, people. Yeah, it's math. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like I said, it's a good thing, right? Like it's it's finally something that the government did to benefit the people. Uh, I'm skeptical because I think that there's like a, I, forget, I don't know, it's not a, called a bait and switch. I guess maybe it could be in this case, but like, you know, when you're like, it's like, a, <laughs> or like a compliment sandwich, it's like, you did really good today, but overall you kind of suck at your job. But I like your shoes. You know what I mean? Like you, when you deliver bad news, you're supposed to say like two good things around it. It's like, I just don't trust the government. Like, I feel like they're like, yeah, we're going to raise the tax bracket threshold by 7%. And I'm just sitting here waiting for like the butt. Yeah. What, like, what's like, the trade off? Like, what's the butt? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are we, what are we trading here? You know? So I don't know. Maybe it will come. Maybe it won't come. I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded, but maybe I just fucking hate the government. So that could be it too. Um, but yeah, it's 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 another one of these like last ditch efforts, I think. Um, so the, the funny part about it to me too is that 
it's a it's another one of these last ditch efforts to save face before the midterms because everyone is pretty on board that like the Democrats are going to get railroaded and midterms in next month in November. But however, they should, have, they should backfire as well. But yes, like however, else. they didn't do a good job promoting it. Like we just said, like whoever the PR department is for the White House needs to be fired because like you guys don't get it. You didn't do a good job explaining what this was. And it's just one one of a list, actually. I, I have some. So I'm going to apologize. Have a list of, do you have a list of backfires? Uh, I have a list of things that they're trying to do to not get their fucking asses handed to them in oh. a couple of weeks. So I'm going to apologize to Sexy Chris because I know he, he's he been wanting to get on the show for a couple of weeks now to rant about this. And whenever he comes on, I'm sure we help, we'll still have plenty to rant about. And if you want to rant back about this again, you can. You'll have different perspectives that we can talk about still. So it won't be the exact same conversation. But here's a list of things that I've been, I've been tracking um, that the government has done as one of these last ditch efforts to save face before the midterms when they get absolutely fucking bent over. Um, so one of the things, and I'll leave this for Chris to explain a little bit more, but one of them was um, Biden passed uh, an executive order that released anyone from federal prison on a marijuana charge. And it was all over the news. Whoever the PR department did a great job with that one, although the the mainstream media kind of took it and ran with it. So they really are the ones that did a good job with it. But they were like, President Biden just pardoned everyone that's in jail for federal uh for a federal marijuana charges. Well, no one's in jail for federal. unbeknownst to me, yes, like Chris had told me. No one is in jail in federal prison for marijuana possession. And the way he described it to me was the DEA isn't kicking down people's doors and throwing people in jail for a fucking dime bag. Like the the DEA does not care that you smoke weed, right? Like they don't give a fuck. So, and it was a great, it was a great point. And I was like, wow. So like you just said, it's all state. It's all state prisons. Because wasn't so, the big thing Kamala Harris was um, the DA? Was she the DA? Yep. In California. In California. And she threw everyone in prison. She put everyone in jail and then kept them in jail longer so that they could take advantage of the prison work program um, to not pay. It was basically slave labor, essentially, nice. because they were using prisoners to do work in, in California and she was like, un, um, what's the, I don't know. It's not unorthodox. Words are hard for me today. But she was like, unethically, maybe keeping them in prison longer for whatever reason. So, yeah. Um, she sucks. And so that's the first one, right? They're like, oh, we're going to federally pardon everyone for marijuana. Well, that's a political stunt because no one is in federal prison for marijuana. Um, the next one um, was uh, Joe Biden said that he wants to decriminalize weed on the federal level. He said it is something that he would consider strongly. He didn't say he would do it, but he said it was something that he wanted to consider strongly. 
And then what did everyone do? They ran with it. Oh my God, he's going to decriminalize weed. Yay. Well, I mean, truthfully, at this point in 2022, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like if, because so many states, I think 24, 24 states, I think have either decriminalized or legalized marijuana. So it's like, okay, we'll just play the odds there. That's almost 50%. So like, there's a solid chance that like your state borders another state that that weed is either decriminalized or legal in. So like, it's not, you know, it's not this like big thing, right? Because states are just saying, fuck it, we don't care. So cool. They ran with that. They're trying to, they're trying to pander, right? Uh, then the other one, this one, this is the egregious one. This one just came out like, this week, actually. So Biden did some sort of, um, I don't know, press conference, uh, speaking engagement. And he stood there at in front of these people and said, if the Democrats are elected in the midterm, then we will vote to codify abortion rights on a federal level. To which I say, what has been preventing you in the, the meantime? Time. Only so only if you guys win, right? That's literally yeah. what he said. If you vote for us, it's a bribe. Then we'll codify abortion. It's a bribe. That's it's, it's. You know what? It's, I would say it's a bribe. It's not a bribe. It's an empty promise. It is an empty promise. <clears throat> How many years? We did the math. They had what forty years? Yeah. 40 years, 40. Was it like 1974 or something? That's yeah, not exactly. I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was roughly. It could be that exactly. So it could be that exact year. It could not be that exact year. Let's pretend yeah. it's 1974. Yeah. They had 48 years, almost 50 years. Yeah. To turn that in the law and they didn't do it. Yep. So now hinging on one midterm election. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And also. The Democrats hold the majority in the house and it is a 50 50 tie in the senate but guess who's the tie-breaking vote it's the vice president like whenever there's a 50 50 tie the vice president is the deciding vote for which the way you think she'd go yeah right so you have the you have the pieces in place right now to do that like just do it it's, do your fucking jobs. How about but that? This is, do your fucking jobs. But this is, again, it shows how desperate they are, and it shows how a, stupid they think that, that you are. You, That's the, a desperate the, move. The, the listener. They think you're that fucking stupid. They think you're so dumb that they'll stand there and say, if you vote for us, then we'll make abortion law. They had 48 years. 48 years, roughly. And they could have done it now. They could have done it two months ago. They could have done it last week. Even, even when that, it was an, what was originally an op-ed that got leaked? Yeah. When that got leaked, they could have, someone could have presented legislation and no one did a goddamn thing. Right. No one did anything. Right. They let it fucking happen. Exactly. And it's like a lot of people will get super pissed at Republicans and whatever. <clears throat> And I guess it's really technically it's conservatives because the Supreme Court, they don't really have party affiliations. They just have ways that they lean. Right. 
So they get mad at conservatives. Conservatives are typically Republican. And they had decided to interpret that and interpret it a certain way. And it's like, you fucking idiots. You could have done something about it. Right. You could have made it a law. Instead, you did nothing. Right. Except now you try to blame it on the right. Right. Which through this whole time, outside of that little abortion snafu and what's happening in those states, they've been pretty quiet, I feel like. They've been like lying in the weeds. Yeah. And I don't care what Trump's doing because Trump isn't the president anymore. He's a fucking, he's an ass. He's an ass hat. He always has been, but he's yeah. not the president right now. So whatever's happening with him in documents and fucking whatever the fuck is going on, doesn't matter. Don't care. Right. right. Well, that's still what they're doing. Like still, this guy has been out of office for almost three years and they're like, well, we hate Trump, right? Like we, we hate Trump. We have to prevent him from running again. It's like, well, and why don't you guys focus people, on the people that are in office and maybe actually doing something? How about you fucking do something? Because how about you do <clears> your there, job? There are the people who are going to be on your side no matter what. There's going to be the people who are not going to be on your side no matter what. It's all those swing state people, the people that could go either way. You're fucking annoying them. Yeah. Because all they're doing is sitting there being like, are you going to maybe do your jobs or are you going to maybe address some of these topics? Are you going to do anything or is this all just empty promises, threats and blame? Like, it's high, I mean, I know it's high school anyway, but it's like just petty high school bullshit. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's wild. And like the biggest part for me is what I said before is they think you're fucking stupid. They think you're dumb enough to buy this. Well, that's the thing is the people, the people that are, because there are people dumb enough to buy that. I don't want to discount the right. strategy. There, right. there are people stupid enough to buy that, but you already have their vote. True. And the people that are so stupid that they never even listen to you, you don't have their vote regardless of what you do. Right. Right. But anyone that actually has half a brain that sits on the middle and actually gives a shit about what you have to say. The ones who actually care about what you have to say and the ones that you need to carefully construct a message for, they're the ones who are paying attention and they're the ones who can see through the bullshit. Right, right. Oh, and then of course the other one is uh, the student loan thing. So yeah. like, and we talked about that, right? They re yeah, they, already, they already reneged on part of it. We covered that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So it's like, but they didn't talk about it. No, it's you didn't. No one heard that in the media, right? No one heard anything. The only reason I heard it is because I heard it on a podcast. It's, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, it's not everyone's student loan anymore. It's just yeah. these people. Which, to be fair, is still a lot of people, but it's not everyone. Yeah, I don't, I would say it's not it's, the original. It's, it's a small percent of people that refinanced. Right, right. Now, people who refinance were probably smart to do so because you probably saved yourself over 10 grand in the long run. Right, right. But, but yeah, so here we are. It's crunch time and they're freaking out. And it's literally, like you said, all the Republicans have to do is just sit there and keep their fucking mouths shut. Don't fuck it up and the Republicans have it. Right, right. I try to get odds on like the gambling side. Cause I was going to bring up a, um, 
an irrational alternative thought. If everyone, because if like if we were talking gambling, right, and it's like I don't know uh, who's playing like Cardinals, Saints, Saints. <clears throat> so if we were sitting here, oh, Cardinals are going to win. Cardinals are going to win. Cardinals definitely going to win. Oh, everyone knows Cardinals are going to win. Saints don't have a chance. Saints are too stupid. Right. They're not listening to you. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not following through on their promises. Saints can't win. Part of me thinks the Saints are going to win. <laughs> like, yeah. But, well, it but happened no, no, we're not doing sports. So that's the thing, though. We're not doing sports. We're not doing competition. This is not gambling yeah. line set. Um, but it happened twice in the presidential election, in back-to-back elections. Yeah, in 2016, everyone was like, "Oh, it's Hillary's race. Hillary's gonna win." Yeah. Trump, Trump doesn't stand a fucking chance. The guy's an idiot. It's Hillary's gonna win. Yep. And then Trump fucking smoked her. And yeah. then in 2020, everyone was, was like, "Biden favorite. can't even form a sentence. He can't Live. talk. The guy's got dementia. Of course, Trump's gonna win." And Biden won. <laughs> That was a decent live show. Did we, how long did we do that for like three hours? Yeah, I think it was like three hours. And I just <laughs> had gambling lines the whole time. Yeah. And then like right when we signed off, everything fucking flipped on its head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That was 20. Yeah. That was 2020. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Was it Dickie was there for that? We had like that. We brought the TV over and we were watching like the TV on it. Yeah. And I think we called Finn at one point. We, we might had, have had Jones on. I don't know. Oh yeah. We had yeah, we had Jones on the phone. <laughs> it was literally we we ran like a radio show. <laughs> we did we did like a four hour radio show with no commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just I just remember I kept pulling gambling lines. I remember I feel like Trump got to like minus four hundred at one point. And at that point, I was I said it was over. Yeah, yeah. So minus four hundred, no way. Like done. Right, right. And then all those it mail, all flipped. All those mail in ballots got counted. <laughs> you, you know what? So so this is the amazing thing. Now, <clears throat> I want to be clear. I don't want to say that the election was stolen. Right. I don't want to say it was completely fraudulent. No. But I do want to say that when those gambling odds flipped, they flipped on the fucking on a dime. Yeah. Like Trump went from minus 400 to like even money in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So what that tells me is it wasn't the accumulation of mail-in ballots. Someone knew something. Right. Right. So someone knew, so someone knew something at a certain point. So the other part of that too is is the everyone flips out about the mail-in ballots. That's standard procedure. So since mail-in ballots have been a thing, but what the, if it doesn't fit your narrative? Yeah, exactly. The process has always been that those are the last votes that are counted. So they do the in-person ones, they do the early ones, and then the last votes that get counted have always been the mail-in ballots. That has never that's I don't, I'm pretty sure that's literally never changed, right? Like that's always been the process. And if you go by traditional <clears throat> party lines, Republicans and conservatives are more likely to vote in person. And now this is, so this is all pre-COVID, right? Yeah. Like 
conservatives are more likely to vote in person and Democrats were more likely to utilize the mail-in voting procedure. Now, you throw COVID in the mix and people are, people are fucking nuts about like germs and getting something that's a fucking common cold. Like, so the Democrats, none of the Democrats, like, you know, in essence, um, went to the polls and the Republicans were like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm still going because it's what I've always done. And that I'm overgeneralizing everything there. Um, but that's what happened. The process also became a lot easier because... I got a mail-in ballot. My mother got me a mail-in ballot in 08. And by the time it got to me or it got to her, yeah. and I got it in Bridgewater in the in the dorm. Right. It was already past the deadline. Yeah. So it's like <clears throat> I tried getting one, but it was like you needed to plan so fucking far ahead of time to get right. one before. So now it's it just became so much easier right. during the pandemic. That I'm not surprised, like whether it was legitimate, illegitimate, I don't fucking know. I, I like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't care either. Like, right. Tr Trump's an asshole. Like, yeah, that's why he lost. He lost because he's a dickhead. Right. Right. So now whether it's fucking mail-in ballots or hanging chads or, or fucking Pepe Sylvia, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Right. But I, I can tell you. Now again, you, you gambling odds or gambling odds, it fucking flipped on a dime. So something happened, and it couldn't have been just like the accumulation of mail-in ballots. It was not that, right? Because that would have been over time. We would have seen it go down to three hundred, to two hundred, to one hundred. You know, yeah, let it to be go even. from minus four hundred to even immediately. Yeah, like literally in a fifteen-minute span. Yeah. Yeah, something. It's like the sharp the sharps aren't sitting there because you can't handicap the presidential election, right? <clears throat> so the sharps were not sitting there, and it's like, oh, it's minus four hundred. Oh, minus three hundred. Lay the three hundred. It's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's minus two hundred now. Lay it. Yeah. Oh, we're at even money. Hit it again. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not what happened. Right. Not this right. time. Right. That yeah, would also take way more than fucking 15 minutes and with the limits that were instilled. Because the other thing, you can't bet on the presidential election in the United States. You got to do it offshore. Correct. So offshore books, 15 minutes. No, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely, they knew something. Um, and all that being said, I'm probably not going to vote. I'm this. definitely not voting. I'm not voting this one. I mean, I'm not registered. Yeah. It's and it's like I, I even asked. So I asked someone, I go, what's the deal with governor? I'm like, is it just two assholes pitted against each other? They go, yep. Yeah. I'm like, what what is this? A lesser of two evil situation? They go, yep. I go, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Lesser of two evils, and I gotta pick one. So I, I assume that that means the person I was talking to was like, Oh, don't go and don't vote for Mara Healy. I assume that was the yeah between the lines advice I read. I think I think she sucks. Well, I mean, she's a cunt because she she's sucks. a politician and that's the rule. Well, um, so is the other guy then. Well, they both are, right? But um, I think she sucks. Like, yeah, I think I she's think... like not a good person. 
<clears throat> well, she was involved. Remember when um that clip was found in the Medford, the McGlynn Auditorium? Uh, Do you remember that? Very vaguely. So before Belson retired. Yeah. There was a clip that was found in the middle school auditorium. Actually, I guess the McGlynn is K through eight, right? Yeah. In in our hometown. So someone found a clip. And I believe the way the story went. Um, in chronological order, the janitor found it in the dumpster. He found it in the dumpster, brought it up. The way the story was, originally it was found in the auditorium and someone just threw it out. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So this was an empty, it was a and magazine. I think it was, it, was it, a, was, it was a rifle magazine. And it was... Right? Um, or was it a handgun magazine? Something doesn't matter. like that. It doesn't matter. The, the way they call it was magazine. I don't know. Like, yeah. With, with it, but it's hard because it's a newspaper. Like, would they call a nine millimeter clip a fucking magazine? I don't know. Yeah. I think magazine, I think like... <laughs> like yeah well I, the the technical term is a magazine okay like the hood the hood name is a, cl- is a <clears throat> clip to sorry. call it a clip sorry from that's, from the from the that's streets. the streets yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sorry um <laughs> <laughs> so but what ended up happening was so it's like it was reported like to a principal i believe that principal may or may not have been fired not sure it got went all the way up to the superintendent and it was it basically was found like it was just a big cover up. Now, all they had to do was call the fucking police. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Instead, someone throws in the dumpster, Janita finds in the dumpster, someone goes up the channel. The superintendent was going to retire anyway, so he retired early. Um, but anyway, so that whole situation, Mara Healy, it went up to Mara Healy's office for corruption through the town. Mm. So I don't know what that corruption was. I'm sure it was swept right under the rug. Oh, yeah. But because she was the AG. Yeah. So it went right up to her office, like corruption of corruption through Medford. Yeah. Went all the way to her. And I didn't hear a goddamn thing about it again. Right. Yeah, because it's it's how shit like that works, right? It's like, well, the superintendent is who we would come down on and. He resigned or retired early, so he's good. They fired the principal, so like, who else are we going to punish type of thing, you know? So they're like, let's just forget about it. So they do. They sweep it under the rug. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. All they had to do was just call the cops, and then it would have been over. Yeah. Because you don't even uh, here's the deal. Here's how it you was run the- either. I do remember this now. It was either right before or during Christmas break. Yeah, and I think it had. So I think it happened right. So I, they probably found it over the break, right? And someone had swept it under the rug, effectively, like right before break. Yes, it was probably an assembly in the auditorium, like going into winter break. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think wasn't it empty too? It might have been. I think it was an empty magazine. I mean, obviously, if it was loaded, then that's that you got. No, it wasn't a gun. It wasn't a gun. No, I know, but still, if a mag, if a magazine is loaded, like that's 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 a lot worse because then it's like, okay, well, this was intended to go in a gun. I mean, if it's an empty magazine, it's okay. Yeah, it's not great, but like it's empty. There's no bullets in it. You know what I mean? Like, so allow me to. I think it changes the gravity a little bit. 
Uh, hold on. I think I can find a picture of it. I'm pulling up the article now. Were Neither talking, are good, by the way. Were you way. talking about Kerry Cavanaugh? Oh, it's got, oh, this thing's loaded. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah, no, this thing's, this thing's loaded. Good. <laughs> Went un, unreported. Um, Kerry Cavanaugh? Yeah, she had a picture of it. Yeah, that's who uh, Eric tweeted at the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> she's been doing it for a while. Um. Yeah, so the principal may have thrown it away after the custodian found it. So, okay, so I was off a little bit. The custodian found it in the auditorium, left it for the principal. The principal just threw it away. No one knows anything. No one's doing shit. Yeah, okay, so that's really fucking stupid. Um, Police chief was not informed. Because that's also... A good lawyer could probably make the case for reckless endangerment because yeah. if you throw a loaded magazine in the trash and it does make its way to the trash truck and it gets in the back of the truck and it gets compacted the right way, it could put enough pressure on the back of that bullet to, you know, fucking do whatever bullets do and explode and fucking now you have a projectile. Right. Like that's how bullets work. There's a fucking striker that strikes the circle part in the back of the bullet. It's like a bullseye. It strikes that and it causes an ignition and the fucking it's physics and it creates the projectile of the fucking actual bullet. And then you have the brass casing that flies out. So like if you have a loaded magazine and you just throw it in the trash like that's not good like people like there's stories of like someone drops a bullet on a gun range and you if you drop it the right way or i guess the wrong way it depending on how you want to look at it it will literally fucking ignite and the bullet will fucking fly and now you've got someone that just got a fucking bullet to the leg and it didn't even shoot out of a gun you know what i mean so like that's that's 100% like if that thing is loaded and the principal just threw it in the trash, that guy's a fucking idiot. Well, he's even more of an idiot because he's like, oh, I was cleaning out my office and I must have thrown it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, I thought it was a paperweight. I don't know. I so don't this, know is the, this is the funny thing, too, when people talk about teachers and school administration, because why not find an opportunity to bag on them from four years ago? Absolutely. <clears throat> Everyone thinks like, oh, the superintendent of the schools, like he knows everything. Well, they didn't find a gun, but they found a magazine. So he didn't think it was important to, to, to bring it up to the police. Yep. Smart guy that is. Yeah. Now, obviously, you could also argue it's not intelligence. It's he was fucking checked out and didn't want to deal with it. Right. Again, he was he was retiring in six months. Wait, was it brought to the principal or the superintendent? So so the custo- so this so the custodians or a cleaning company found it. Yeah. They locked it in the principal's office. So the, okay. the the company or custodian that found it reported it. Right. And then I don't know who found it in the trash. Someone found it in the trash. Yeah. Probably the was, same. How hilarious would it be if it was the same, the same custodian? Yeah. It was like, like, hey, motherfuckers, I fucking left this for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then it's like. Yeah, and they didn't file anything with the police because they didn't think it was important because there was no gun. 
Yeah. Oh, it was just a magazine. It was just a loaded magazine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's no gun. Yeah, it's probably something you want to tell the cops about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was driving drunk, but I didn't hit anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're innocent. Yeah. 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 You're good. <laughs> yeah. Get sure. I'm on, a, I'm on a. I'm on a. I'm on a bunch of heroin, and I'm weaving in and out of traffic, but I didn't get hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are so fucking dumb. Yeah, so I was trying to find now now talk about being scrubbed from the internet. I was trying to find how she was involved. Couldn't find it. Yeah. Well, I bet you would have been able to find it last year. Before before she announced. She announced she was running for governor. Yep. It's been scrubbed and buried. Yep. Although I would say buried. You can't scrub you can't delete anything forever from the internet, but like, I just don't know how to do that. I'm not good enough at it. Yeah. Which people talk about all the time. And they're, I, I'm always curious to be like, how? Like, how does someone find something that's been deleted on the internet? Like, how, how does that process even work? So I got to imagine it probably comes down to coding. Um, yeah. Okay. Because you need to be able to get around the search engine gatekeeper right things right um because you you need to search the entire internet for keywords not just what google will show you right right yeah yeah it's oh, I, I would again that would be my guess is you got to get into coding somehow some way yeah to like look at what a website was three years ago versus what it is now you know because it's it's stamped somewhere in the history of the internet but i just don't know how to search the history of the internet like i'm sure there's websites out there that exist like i sent one to you guys the other day in the the group chat um i forget i think it's 12 12 foot or 12 feet dot io so this is a really cool they're not a sponsor of the show but i'll throw this out there there's a website called 12 foot dot so it's the number 12 like one two ft dot io um and what it does is it bypasses any paywall that exists on the internet so like you know you click on an article to read it because you want to actually see what it is and then it pops up like oh you should subscribe to this fucking bullshit journal for 30 dollars a month and it's like well how about you go fuck yourself if you copy and paste the the hyperlink address of whatever that page is into this 12foot.io it will generate the page without the paywall it'll bypass the paywall and i don't know how it does it but it does it the only one it doesn't work for is the athletic of all fucking things like that the sports journal the athletic has more fucking yeah. uh oh, what's the word like not crypto cyber security or cyber presence. Yeah, it's like then like the Boston Globe. Like literally like the oldest oh. one of the oldest fucking newspapers in the country can't figure out how to not, you know, be susceptible to 12 feet and uh the athletic has figured it out. Their slogan is like you show me a 10 foot paywall and I'll give you a 12 foot ladder. 
So that's that's why the website is called 12 feet. So it is pretty good. Right. I, I've, I've used it quite a bit recently. I found it on Twitter. Someone, it was like one of those like random posts on Twitter that Dan Lifshatz liked. So the cool thing about Twitter is like sometimes it'll show you stuff from people that you don't follow because the people that you do follow and you interact with like a tweet. So I got this like thing that popped up one day and it was like Dan Lifshatz liked this. And it was a whole thread of like some guy posted the 15 best websites that you've never heard of or something like that, or like the 15 best websites on the internet, like something along those lines. And 12 feet was one of them. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. I'll start using this. <laughs> thanks. I guess thanks, Lifshats, in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton airing it out. Yeah. Who uh who did that? Is that Marquez Calloway? No, it's the Rashid Shahid or something. Ah fuck. It's not Chris Olave. No, is he even playing? Oh shit, is he? Is he not playing? I don't know. He was hurt last week. Well, he was uh in my starting lineup in fantasy, so he's probably not playing. That might not be good. Uh, he's listed as active. Okay. Well, that's a start. Yeah. Better, number- better than last week. Yeah. I got him and Rondale Moore. Gross. Tonight. I uh I have Jalen Hurts in that league, and obviously he's on a bye this week. So I picked up Jameis Winston and then they were like, yeah, we're not really going to decide who we're going to go with until like kickoff. And then both Winston and Andy Dalton were totally removed from the injury report. And they still were like, yeah, we don't really know who we're going to run with. So I was like, fuck this. So I dropped him, which is a good idea because Andy Dalton Dalton started started. and uh, I picked up Marcus Mariota. So fuck me. (laughs) Who are they it's, playing? Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a weird game. I don't know why Cincinnati's a six and a half point favorite. Yeah. It's almost strikes me as a trap line. Yeah, especially as Atlanta's. I, and I know it's, you know, there's the overreact, underreact aspect to this, but like oh, six and oh against the spread, dude. Atlanta just beat Tampa Bay. And, that doesn't really mean as much as it did last year because Tampa's not like a juggernaut that it was. Um, but they're still pretty good. Like that defense. Ooh, Arizona? No, Tampa I'm sorry, Bay. Atlanta? Atlanta? Sorry. I, no, I said Tampa wrong... Bay. Oh, 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 oh. Like Tampa Bay's defense is pretty good. Their offense should be a lot better than it has been. Their offense has not been good this year. Atlanta just beat San Francisco. Yeah. And San Francisco's defense is good. Like they're beating teams with good defenses. So seems like a trap. Yeah. Because I, I don't think Atlanta is that good. And they're six and zero against the spread. And they beat Tampa. And they beat San Francisco. Did they beat Tampa? Is that yeah. is that factual? Yeah, they beat Tampa. Outright. They beat them outright. They didn't just cover the spread. No. Oh. All right. Um, wait a second. Because this past week was San Francisco. I have to I have to check and because Tampa, Tampa, Tampa lost, lost to, to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That was the shit bum team that they lost to. Um let me check their schedule really quick. No, they did they they did lose. So Tampa beat the Falcons uh 21 to 15. Okay. So the Falcons they did covered. lose but they covered the 10 and a half points. 
Oh my God, that started at like eight. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, so you want to talk about trap lines? That's a trap line. Well, no, the Tampa. So three weeks in a row, this is the third straight week that Tampa has been double digit favorites. So two weeks ago, they were 10 and a half point favorites over Atlanta and they barely beat them. Last week, they were 10 point favorites over Pittsburgh and they lost. And now this week, they're 11 point favorites to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Carolina just fucking sucks, though. I know. They suck so bad. But I want to take them plus 11. I think plus 11 is a good number, but oh my God, are they fucking bad? They should have probably beat the Rams outright and somehow did not cover that game. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Atlanta almost came back to win that game. So Tampa was up 13 nothing at half. And then they only won 21-15. Anyway, the, the moral of the story, because we, this started as a fantasy thing. Yeah. The Falcons' offense is, in fact, moving the ball this year. So Mariota is probably... In, in, so yeah, Cincinnati's, somehow. <laughs> Cincinnati's passing defense is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. They um, have. Are they, are they still like a top ten defense? They're like slot like corner yards Mike, per pass. Mike Hilton is uh, is very good, um, but their outside guys I don't think are that good. Um, well, I think they're still playing Apple, but no, I think it just as like a system. I, so, I do like at one point they were a top ten defense, like either yards per pass or um, completion yeah, so percentage. Cincinnati is ranked sixth. In opponent yards per pass yeah. attempt. What about completion percentage? Uh, I don't know about completion percentage. Okay. I don't know if you're on team rankings. I am, but I have them preloaded. <laughs> I have I have the stats that I look at, so you can't uh, see because of the the lighting. Yeah, but I have the stats that I look at every week when I when I uh, I don't want to call it handicap, but when I look at games and how I'm going to bet. That I, look oh, I do. At, uh, I do the. Uh, I do the matchup stats. Do you do the matchup stats? No. Where are the? Where are those? Go to um, those on team rankings. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Go to go to a matchup. It doesn't matter who. Just teamrankings.com. Where do I find this? And go to go to the NFL schedule and pick any matchup. Doesn't matter who you pick. Oh you. Oh matchups and schedules. Oh shit! Look at that. So get get pick. Hit the thing for whatever game you want. Let's look at Atlanta and Cincinnati. Perfect. Then, so there should be like a little tab at the top. I think it says more stats. Um, like there should be like four things at the top that you can expand. Yeah, general info, picks and odds, ratings and stats, records and results. So, okay, sorry. Then it's ratings and stats. Yeah. And there should be matchup stats. Matchup stats. Oh, wow. Look at that, huh? So then if you look at what would be Atlanta versus Cincinnati passing, because I, I don't know who's the home team or what, um, but whatever side you can get the Cincinnati defense on, um, you can see straight down the line, like all the passing defense stats. Yeah. Oh, so completion percentage, 
Cincinnati actually ranks first. And then yards per game, I imagine, are pretty low, too. Um, but I don't know if that's good or bad because their opponent completion percentage is 56.64%, and that ranks number one. So is that number they one? They have the best completion percentage defense. Wow, and they allow 56. I would have thought that like the number one completion percentage defense would have been below 50%. Just through the air. Yeah. Because you, because at the very top, you can get the whole thing. Where are you? Are you? Because because the very top is just general info. So oh wait, no completion percentage isn't up there. No, that's only in the passing. Maybe. Let me see. This is nuts. I didn't know that this is this existed. Um. So I want passing defense, opponent completion percentage, open in a new what tab. What game you on? This is um, good. This is good. Uh, this yeah, is, this is good this podcasting. Is good, good podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So Cincinnati is number one. They have the num. They have the best defense. They allow the lowest completion percentage at fifty six percent. Call fifty seven percent through the through the air because <clears throat> at the top it is there. Their total third down conversion percentage, they only allow 35% of conversions, which is 10th. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying opponent completion percentage. So like passing. Oh, yeah. Com- I'm, passing I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't I'm brain. My brain does not work this week. Sorry. No, yeah, I was no, mixing up third down and completion. Yeah. So yeah. opponent completion percentage. Wow. So Green Bay's defense is the fucking worst. They allow 71%. Why do you of- think they lost to the Giants and the Jets and almost lost to Bailey Zappi? Holy shit. They fucking suck. That and being you said, know I like I like them in the spot this week. <laughs> uh yeah. You know who's 31st? Uh Atlanta. <laughs> they allow 69% completion rate. So big day from Joe Burrow and crew, which could be a good well, thing. Remember on the other though, end, right? That's only that's only completion percentage because you have to look right. at because this is the thing. You then you have, have to, to look, look at yards per completion. Because if 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 they like say say a team um, has a low completion percentage, but they have a high yards per pass, that means they give up a lot of chunk plays, right? So that's why it's like you can't just take like you have to use the stats as a system because you can also see a team. Like say you say you wanted to use like just yards per pass. It's like oh I'm gonna, you know what I'm only gonna look at yards per pass, and teams top ten in yards per pass, but they're twenty third in yards per game. Well, that means it's probably a pretty high completion percentage because you're giving up a lot of those short passes, right? And right. teams are just finessing the ball down the field on you. Yeah, yeah. So statistically, it's a pretty good offense against a pretty good defense because believe it or not, Atlanta ranks in the top 10 in the NFL in points per game points per play, third down conversion, fourth down conversion, red zone scoring and touchdowns per game. And they're actually top five in third and fourth down conversion and red zone scoring. 
Yeah, this is <laughs> that that's why they've covered so many games because they yeah. move the ball very well offensively. Now right. their defense sucks and they can't protect the quarterback. I don't think you can check that to quarterback sack percentage. <clears throat> right. But I think it's under passing. Yeah, they rank number 29. Yeah, they suck at protecting the quarterback. But Cincinnati ranks 31st. At yeah, they suck percentage. at protecting the quarterback too. But well, no, they suck at getting sacks. Oh, so like the opposing, and they suck at protecting their quarterback. The opposing statistics. So like Atlanta's ranked number 29th at protecting the quarterback and Cincinnati's ranked 31st at actually sacking the quarterback. Yeah, and that and it's it's funny when it's so like you take last year's Super Bowl and it was a pretty even spread. Like it really was like pretty even. But then it's like there's like one or two areas where if you're really paying attention, you can find your edge. And um one of them would have been Cincinnati cannot protect Joe Burrow and the Rams last year were getting after the quarterback pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those like, and this is why betting and fantasy football sucks more so fantasy football, because you look at it and you do these mental fucking gymnastics of, well, the matchup says that Cincinnati is going to score a lot of points. So then theoretically Atlanta would have to pass the ball more to keep up with, keep pace with Cincinnati. If it's a blowout, right. They're not going to be running the ball on first and second down if they're down two touchdowns. So you're like, well, then Mariota is a good play, but then you're like, well, they might still not do that. Cause Arthur Smith is a fucking putz. And there's like, like I said, the amount of mental gymnastics make it fantasy football is, is stupid, right? Like you can talk it, yourself into and out of quite a bit. Too. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's addicting. I'm 1000% addicted. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, um, but it's stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> yep. Thank God I got away from fantasy. <laughs> now it's just degenerate gambling. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you want to, uh, you want to wrap this up? I do. Um, right. we need to, on this show right now, <clears throat> we need to fix the, uh, bereavement gift process. So, um, if anyone caught it at the beginning, again, my father passed away this past weekend. And, um, so now to this point in, this is my family alone and my family only, I have a small family. Uh, which is also dwindling quite a bit. So my brother passed away when I was 17. We were given so much fucking food. Yeah. I did not know what to do with it. Did you have a similar thing when your father passed? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. We had like food liter quite literally for days. Like I know yeah. that's a saying, but like we had food for days. Yes. <laughs> and what inevitably happens is you have to throw it out because it's just too much. There's right. just too much and there's not enough to eat, whatever. Right. So one of our buddies... um, he had texted like when I called him in the morning, he had texted me. He goes, Hey, you know, my fiance and I want to get you food. And I'm like, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to say no because people are just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Like, Hey, don't come by the house. Okay. We'll be by. All yeah. right. You don't have to come in and stay a while. Hour and a half later. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like everyone's going to bring food. I go, please just recognize that it's me and my mother here. Right. And like Michaela came later, but she had gone to work that day. I go, just please recognize that it's just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. 
like, you don't need to show up with three trays of no. food. No. And he did a yeah. good job. Like he he got like a tray of chicken parm and ziti. He got a tray of ravioli with a bolognese and like an antipasto salad with some cannolis. Fine. That's that's I'm right. I think it's gone at this point. Yeah. But then it's like someone came by with two chicken pot pies. <laughs> what in the fuck are we gonna do with two chicken pot pies? Like I think one was frozen, thank God. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. Even a frozen chicken pot pie, dude. Like, wh- how how is my mother gonna eat? Especially a pot now, pie? it's just your mom. Like she's the only one there. Like it, that could last her a week. <laughs> but it's gonna go bad by the time she'd eat it all. Yeah, yeah. How the fuck is she gonna eat an entire chicken pot pie? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, Harrow's. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Harrow's. <laughs> so. We got to fix this on the fly because the edible arrangements, the fruit baskets, all of it's good. It's too much fucking food. Yeah. And not to be rude, but it just gets thrown out. No, I, I agree. Like I said, I I went through the exact same thing. Like it's, it is what it is. It's almost like it would be better if like, that's what you want to do than wait and stagger it. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a week later, right? Like, to send food like a week later is the move. Michaela said the same thing too, because like, now again, my mother will cook and it, again, it's just her. So it's like, she'll be fine. But it's like, yeah, a week from now, maybe she would like another tray of food from Bob's or something. Right. Instead of having 12 trays of food. <laughs> now. And, and over the span of How three about one days. tray of food over 12 weeks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Like that is... That's like the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, cause even so like Michaela's mother made a banana nut bread. I just sliced the whole thing up and I froze half of it. Yeah. I go, when yeah. the fuck are we going to eat this whole thing? Cause the other thing too, is it's like, I don't eat that way. So it's like a couple days, no problem. I, I'll right. do it. Like, right. Yeah, sure. Like those cannolis were good, but like, I'm not eating fucking desserts and pastas and breads and pies. For I'm not fucking... eating a dozen cannolis over the next five no. days. I will literally get diabetes. No. <laughs> it's like, as is, it's like, I'm not even hungry. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. All the food comes because the food starts coming like right away. Right. And it's like right away, you don't have an appetite. Everyone's too fucking sad. Right. Right. You're like, the food is literally the last thing that I want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm probably not going to eat today until four o'clock. So I don't need 12 trays of food. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like, like when it comes to like the baked goods and the desserts, like those don't come in ones and twos, they come in dozens, right? Like you get like, like I said, 12 cannolis or you get 12 donuts or you get an entire pie or an entire cake or something. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to be like, oh, here's one slice of, of cake. It's like, no, here's, here's the entire cake. I think one of my mother's cousins brought two dozen donuts over. (laughs) What in the fuck are we going to do with these? Now, luckily the first dozen went. Right. Right. Because people were there on Monday. And that's, that's the other part of it too, is like the constant, like revolving door of people being there. It's like, you at least have food to give them. But like after that first couple days, you're literally like, what am I going to do with all this food? Throw it And you're right. You end up throwing it out. Like, it's crazy. And it's, I'm just, I just laugh too. Cause, cause it's like, luckily, again, we don't have a big family, but it's like, say I had 
say I had your family where I have like four fucking aunts and uncles plus fucking maybe even their kids at this, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like each of them is going to come over the house and each of them is going to bring too much food. It's like, Jesus yeah. fucking <laughs> Christ. Like, yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. All I'm going to do is throw it out. Yeah. I'm going to eat not even half of it. No. And then I'm going to throw it away. And like even here, it's like one of my clients sent an edible arrangements today. Now, thank God it's a small one. Thank yeah. the fucking Lord. Because it has a prayer of getting eaten now. Right. <laughs> my mother's boss sent her a huge one. I yeah. filled a fucking I like a like a um a tin tray, like like a I don't know what a standard like cake pan is. Yeah. Probably like, I don't know, nine by nine, nine by twelve. No, no, no. It's 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 like it's like a little bit narrower. It's probably like a I don't know, like eleven by six. Yeah. Like a piece of paper. 11 by 8. Like a piece of printer paper like that. Okay, so a little longer. Maybe like a 16. I don't know. Whatever a cake. I think it's a cake pan. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, this is all going to get thrown out. (laughs) And that came on. I think that that was there. So I think that came on Tuesday. Yeah. Her friend brought her another fruit basket. I'm like, this is all trash <laughs> it's all gonna get thrown out people and it's like oh, you know i just want to do something nice it's like stop yeah yeah oh i gotta bring do it, something bring it later i don't yeah. know yeah yeah that's that's the thing right because everyone wants to do it right now in the moment and it's like like you said like it's or like michaela said too it's just wait send something next yeah. week like don't don't be the one that like don't be one of 15 it sends it over the span of three days. I feel just be like, you know what? I'm gonna send something next week. You know, or it's like, like I feel shitty, but like this food is not getting eaten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the worst. So it it actually was worse when my brother died. We had so much food in the house, and like we were storing shit in the oven, the fridge, the freezer, like whatever. It got to the point where I would taste something. I go, this isn't good. Throw it out. <laughs> and it's like i feel yeah. so bad right but right but i mean what are you supposed there's to there's nowhere to put it and it can't get eaten right well this doesn't taste good enough get rid of it <laughs> yeah we have no it was, i remember too it was lasagna from like a roach brothers like oh this tastes like spaghettios get it out of here <laughs> that was an easy one though well not for nothing it's like the level of Italian food that was sent to my house. Oh, right. To right. then have a Roach Brothers fucking lasagna. Yeah, yeah. With uh, everything was, between Avellinos and Bocellis and Bob's. Bob's. Like, it's like, all right. The, thanks, Shaw's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, th- thank you so much. Thank you so much for this. It's going right in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that was that was overwhelming, but even th- but th- even this time around, I'm like it's just too much. Yeah, it's too much fucking food. Yeah, but I, I would be on board with that changing the uh, changing the procedure, but then that would require people to actually coordinate. I'm like, I don't know. Like, do you give gift cards? Like, I don't know. Like, if you because because yeah. what effectively what you're trying to do is trying to help. So it's like right, right. So if you do like a stop and shop gift card or like a yeah, market like, basket gift, you know what I mean? Yeah, or like, even even um or to a restaurant, you, you look where someone's locally, 
and you like they're like a sub shop nearby if they do gift cards right right or you know like someone who delivers in town like then yeah. they can so then they can get the food when they want to and not fucking throw your stuff out yeah yeah <laughs> especially because your edible arrangement wasn't that cheap i don't know what they cost but it couldn't have been that cheap yeah i don't think they're cheap they're certainly not so i uh like i said i i agree i'm on board with that so for my final thought i have uh <laughs> a potentially very uh touchy uh final thought however i want to preface like let me get through it yeah i know you're you, i'm not worried about you but you know for the listeners out there let me just let me just get through it and then you know we'll understand so <clears throat> i was watching tv earlier with amy we're sitting on the couch and a commercial pops up for a new series, a six-part series on Hulu that is all about black women's hair. Now, forgive me if I sound a little bit insensitive. But I don't give a fuck whether you are black, white, Mexican, uh, real Spanish, Portuguese, Asian. Russian, Asian, Indian, Australian, Irish. I don't give a fuck what nationality you are. There is nothing on this planet outside of like getting paid a, uh, a substantial amount of money that would cause me to sit down and watch a six-part docu-series about hair. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. So Hulu went out there and spent all this money to make a Again, a six-part. Assuming each episode is an hour, that's six hours. You're going to watch something that's six hours long or consume six hours of your time that's about Black women's hair. Now, again, this has way less to do with uh, them being Black than it does have to do with hair. I don't give a fuck about people's hair. Whoever green-lighted this or green-lit this is literally... this. This is the definition textbook definition of virtue signaling right like look at me look at me i care about black people right because i guarantee you the executive at hulu is probably a white person that greenlit this and they're like yeah of course we'll run this because this is important people need to know about hair of the, of, of black women no no one no one does no one gives a shit about this no one gives a shit about hair. And if anything, if anything, if you wanted to do something like this, you wanted to do a documentary about, you know, however you want to do it. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know how you would do a documentary on it. One hour or less would suffice. You don't need six hours. A six-part series? 
What the fuck are you going to talk about for six hours about hair? I also think, unfortunately, there's no way to do it without it being a six-part stereotype. Right? Yeah. But it kind of has to be, doesn't it? I, I, I would imagine so. And now all the people that are on it, like for the commercial, they're all successful black women. It's... um. I forget most of them, but one of them was like Ayanna Presley. Another one was Oprah Winfrey. So they're all like very successful black women, which it's cool, right? Like that's, that's awesome. Like if you want to celebrate successful black women, like do that. Like you don't need to like make a documentary about or a docu-series about hair. So now inevitably what's going to happen, right? Is it's going to tank. No one's going to fucking watch it. And then people are going to turn around and be like, well, that's because people are racist. Not because it's about hair, right? Like they're going to go. So I also didn't realize this is like a celebrity driven thing. So I'm guessing that they're not going to go to some hole in the wall place in Mattapan that's been there through three generations of grandmother, mother, uh, daughter. And, you know, they've been operating for, I don't know, say 90 years or so. Yeah. I doubt it. It's probably going to be what fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Sick. Talking about all the different hairstyles and all the different ways that they, what the tradition is with different hair and things like that. Yeah. Like, if if okay. you wanted to actually like, so I, I guess if you wanted to make it somewhat interesting to someone that's not interested in hair in general, like if you wanted me to give a shit, I think you would have to go to these communities. Yeah. And it would have to be the story of whatever salon that's, you know, that's been on whatever street you know, 90 years, maybe survived the fire, like. Right, right, right. Or it's like the same woman has been braiding people's hair for like 67 years. Yeah, like it, it's the storytelling. Right, right. It's not the, it's not the process because the hair is actually not fucking interesting. No, it's not. It's The really stories not. could be like, say it was six different shops giving it like, you know, doing like an actual good interview. right. Um, but it's not, it's all focused on women, like successful yeah. black women in Hollywood and their hair. I would imagine this is retarded. This is retarded because Why it was part you, of like... the, it was part of the commercial. They highlight, right. like it was literally so... like black women, history, hair, all this stuff. And then they flashed like the names and the pictures of all these women. And unfortunately right. the only ones I remember are Ayanna Presley yeah, that's and fine. Oprah Winfrey. So Six part documentary. We're gonna we're gonna knock that down to three or four. We're gonna find the oldest. Yeah, or we're gonna do one 90 minute documentary. No, no. So <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, I'll I'll present you with three or four episode. We're gonna find the oldest salon that's a historically black salon. We're gonna find one that for sure went through and survived the civil rights movement. So somewhere down south. Yep. Um, something maybe a little modern is cool. Like that, that would be like at the last episode, like, Hey, you know, uh, my mother was down in Georgia. Um, uh, maybe my grandmother was in Georgia and my mother moved up here. You know, she was a little more traditional. I'm doing something a little bit differently. Like, look at my shop, like, yeah, whatever. And then, 
you know, find someone that like maybe teaches and like maybe they run a school or a cosmetology program or something like, yeah. Tell the stories. I could give a fuck less about what celebrities have to say. Cause if you, because now you're right. That is just a six part virtue signaling fucking nothing burger. Yeah. They're going to bring nothing interesting to the table. Now, again, you can make the most interesting documentary, like lay it out exactly the way I said it. I wouldn't even watch it. If I was the fucking producer, I wouldn't even watch it because I don't give a fuck about hair. Right. Okay. You could do, it could be anyone's hair, male, female, but scrawl. Like I don't give a shit. (laughs) So the other thing on that too is if, right. Cause I'm just, I'm just thinking here, like, if it's a six part series and it ends up turning into something more along the lines of like, this is what black women have had to deal with throughout history in regards to like their looks and appearance and things like that. That I actually, I, I think that's relatively interesting. I would watch that, but like pitch it as that run your commercial as let's look at the history of black women in Hollywood and all the scrutiny they've gone through and how they've been able to, you know, survive and and become famous. And along the way, their appearance has come under scrutiny. And let's look at the history of, of Black women's appearance when it comes to not just hair, but whatever kind of clothing style. Like, if you want to make it about, like, Black women in Hollywood and things like that, I might actually watch that. But I if you're going to sit- still think you need to bring in R- right. the people no, it's in about the trenches. The stories. Like but like the if you're literally going to sit there and be like, it's a six part series about black women, hair, black women's hair and hairs. I'm going to flash like six or seven celebrities and that's it. That's the commercial. I, I don't give a fuck. That's it is. It's just a factual statement. I do not give a fuck. I will not watch that. I have zero interest in that. But like I said, if you did, if you laid it out, like I just said, or like you said, either one of those or a combination of the two, I might actually be like, I got nothing else to watch. Let me check that out. Like, I'm sure it's probably interesting, right? Like, let's take a look. Like, I'll watch at least one episode. But this, I'm like, I'm not fucking going anywhere near that. That's stupid. I there's don't care no, about hair. If there's no interesting storytelling, there is no documentary. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. And it sounds like because fucking Hollywood's involved, it ain't going to be interesting. No. And then on the other side of that, you look and you're like, that's where we're at now. We're, we're doing docu-series about hair. That's That's where the state of Hollywood is currently. Yeah. Or maybe, hey, you know what? Maybe the documentary is fine and the marketing blows, but we don't have to go any more into that. Maybe the marketing just sucks because you're you're led to believe that this is about hair and it's like, maybe that's not the goal of it. Whoever produced or directed or organized, whatever. Right. Maybe they were like, the hair has very fucking little to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. It could. It could. Thanks. Thanks, marketing. Fucking idiots. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's all I got. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, joining us on this journey today. Uh, if you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, uh, like rate review, subscribe, tell everybody, you know, about the show over there. 
Uh, if you're an audio only guy, same thing. Also, you can give us five stars on uh, iTunes and Spotify. So go do that. Uh, por favor. That's Spanish in case you didn't know um, for please. Uh, so uh, thank you to mybookie.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up over there and you will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. You can also use the same promo code SarcasmPod at grillyourassoff.com. Uh, which will get you 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. Uh, it's a multi-use coupon over there at grillyourassoff.com. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. We're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, get some cool stuff, uh, support the show. And as always, every week during the NFL season, you can still join the weekly Sarcasm Speaks NFL Pick'em. So reach out to us uh, and we will get you the info and we'll get you signed up and you'll have a chance to win. Uh, this week, it was 125 bucks. I think it was. Uh, shout out to yeah, Neil. We had 25. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Neil for winning this week. Uh, so there we go. It could be yours if you have to join. So... Until next time, good night, everybody.